The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our series of That One Play, and we've got a good one for you tonight. Uh, This one is the 2012 AFC Championship, and specifically the hit by Bernard Pollard that KO'd Ridley on his run, caused the fumble that effectively led to the touchdown that, that, that sealed the game. There was a lot more uh, game ceiling left in terms of turnovers and whatnot, but here to talk to me about that play is Josh Reed. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. I was happy to be on with you. Great, uh, great to have you all the way from Alaska. Uh, tell folks your, your Twitter handle, where they can talk football with you. Uh, you can find me at Josh uh, Josh Reed nine zero seven on Twitter. Um, it's uh, usually say nine zero seven, but for for these purposes nine zero seven. That's how it is on Twitter. So that's where you can find me on Twitter. All right, outstanding. So the Ravens entered this game uh, a seven and a half point dog. They just won the Mile High Miracle, where they were a nine point dog, and they were the next week or two weeks later to win the Super Bowl as a four and a half point dog. So the Ravens they were just in the tournament. That's what this 2012 team was. It wasn't a, it wasn't a great team. It wasn't nearly the best team of the Harbaugh era. In fact, I think it was the, the, the fifth best of the first five years of the Harbaugh era. Uh, so it, it was remarkable, but they certainly knew how to turn it on at the right time. And in particular, Joe Flacco, but uh, set it up a little bit in terms of the play of the game, as you recall it. And the, and the point uh, we got to the big play on Ridley. Okay, so as we all know, you know, it was all Ravens in the second half of that game. Ravens went into halftime down, came out, and it was all Ravens. You know, in the third quarter, it was Ravens offense, you know, that, that really got things going. But in the fourth quarter, it was all Ravens defense. And it all started on the first play, on, on the on the Patriots' first drive of that fourth quarter. And they were driving, got, we were just about to uh, get to get to midfield. They, they got made it to, like, their own 39-yard line. And then Bernard Pollard just comes down and lays the wood, pow, right on Stephen Ridley, and um, knocks him out. I, I, I thought that 
guy's leg was broken before I thought he was knocked out. The way mm-hmm. he kind of, the way he kind of folded. Yeah, but then, like I, I've, like you know, in the age that we live in with with, with Twitter and stuff now, those are the kind of knock that you see in like UFC where guy or the guy kind of yes. folds like a lawn chair. It's kind of like ooh. Now he's out. Yep. And I was like, oh, man. And then when I thought that he was knocked out, I was like, yeah. And I was doing a little thing from Friday. Like, you know, you got knocked the F out. And um, it was great, <laughs> man. It, I, I feel the same way. The, the fight reference is a really good one. I watch a lot of heavyweight boxing. And and the the when that era was really great and when some of the great fighters, like Mike Tyson, for example, were, was fighting bums at the beginning of his career or George Foreman on his comeback was fighting bums. You know, you saw these kind of one-punch knockouts happening a lot. Uh, where where guys would just be they'd be out on their feet and then they just kind of collapse down and Ridley in fact held on to the football most of the way down it had to be reviewed in terms of that football being loose on the ground but it was it was it was fairly clearly a a, a fumble there Ravens recover uh, they took it in on a, on a zipper play to Anquan Bolden just I think four plays later uh, got a score nice high ball over the middle kind of a classic Bolden look of you know takes the ball away and he's showing nothing but teeth to everybody and and pointing down at the at the guy who was supposed to be covering him. Yep, I got right here, four plays later, yep. So, uh, you know, besides the the fact that he was out on his feet, Pollard certainly had a history of aggressiveness with the Ravens, which was not typically positive. And this was really the one big time it paid off. I mean, I'm sure people could really find a couple more times that it paid off, but just to give you a little bit of information, he had eight penalties that year. Five in the regular season, three in the postseason. All eight of them were personal fouls. That is an unbelievable number of personal fouls. It's frankly an unbelievable number of personal of, of penalties for a safety. But to be all personal fouls, just an absurd circumstance. But that just goes to show you the kind of player Bernard Pollard was, man. I mean, even even in the age of you know the early early 2010s, he was like a throwback kind of safety, the in the box coming downhill. Like I feel like he would have been a great on the 2000s Ravens defense just because he's one of those slobber knocker dudes that like coming downhill and punching guys in the mouth. And I mean, him and Ray Lewis probably would have been best friends back in 19 back in 1999 or 2000, man. And um, I just feel like that play really personified Bernard Pollard's time as a, as a Raven. It's, it's, you know, even though it was, it was a short stint, only a few years, but like, you know, like everybody's always gonna remember that play. I mean, he got, he got nicknamed the Patriot killer before he became a Raven, but that just added on to that legacy and that, and that mystique of the Patriot killer that was Bernard Pollard. That's a great point because in 2008, when the Patriots had an off year, didn't make the playoffs, they still went 11 and five. They almost made it, but uh, it was Bernard Pollard in week one as a member of the Chiefs who, who knocked Tom Brady out for the year with a with a low hit to his knee. And uh, and that was that. But I, I, I got to say, in terms of the Ravens, one of the reasons they got rid of Bernard Pollard and probably the main reason was that they really couldn't stand the penalties anymore. And the game was changing and they were protecting players and whatnot. But uh, Pollard that year. Week three, personal foul, 15 yards. Week four, unnecessary roughness, 15 yards. Week seven, unnecessary roughness, 11 yards. Week seven, face mask, 15 yards. Week 12, unnecessary roughness, 15 yards. We go to the playoffs, and he had three penalties, which was second on the Ravens to Shockey Brown, unbelievably. But his playoff penalties were unnecessary roughness, taunting, and unnecessary roughness. That is an unbelievable eight-pack of bad air <laughs> for a safety. See, Ken, some guys are before ahead of their time, right? <laughs> like, you know, some guys are ahead of their time. We're like, you know, like this guy's, oh, he's, we're living in 2000, this, and he's done in 2088 in, in, in or something like that. Now, Bernard Paul is one of those guys who was behind his time. 
Okay, he's a he's like he was a throwback among 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 throwbacks. Like you know, that's like he's one of those guys that you know he would have been perfect, perfect from like the night. I'm, I'm anything, honestly in the air up until like the mid two thousands, he would have been perfect for. Yeah. I mean, all, all that all that taunting and and the, and the unnecessary roughness and all that kind of stuff. That was just football like 15, 20 years ago. Now, like nowadays, and like the, turn, the turn of the last decade, um, they, they, so that kind of stuff started getting phased out of the game, you know, with promotion of player safety, which is, you know, a good thing. But, you know, what is necessarily a good thing for guys like Bernard Pollard? And, um, you know, like I said, like I said, he was a guy, you know, but um, behind his time. And um, he's he definitely one of those throwback guys. And I know he's not the favorite, most favorite person among the Ravens, Ravens fans nowadays, but I'm always going to have a special place in my heart for a guy like Bernard Pollard just because, you know, he's, he's kind of one of those, those really throwback guys. And that, that, that phrase gets tossed around a lot. Oh, he's a throwback guy. This guy's, no, Bernard Pollard was a, was really throwback too. Right. Yeah. If you, if you go back and watch that 2012 season, watch all the games, I'm sure you'd, you'd, you'd really be frustrated in a sense by, by Bernard Pollard. And I think the Ravens got that way by the end of the year, but but also, you you want to have this guy on your team, and I think the 2000 Ravens would have been a great team for him to play on. Play on, you know, he would have fit right in there with with Syracuse and and uh, and the, and what he did to Gannon and whatnot. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, it was. It was, uh, it, it was <laughs> he he was a strange player, and, and I, he didn't have a good Super Bowl. Had had a had a very tough time in coverage in that game, and you know. Ray Lewis also did not have a good Super Bowl in terms of of his coverage, and Crabtree yeah, yeah. was actually. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ...him on the field about it um, before making three great plays in a supporting role at the end of the game, beginning on second and five. So second and five, third and five, fourth and five were actually the last three defensive plays of, of Ray's career, made a, made a contribution to each of those stops, which was really significant, um, including pulling Ayapati out of the gap so that Ellerby could rush for the game ceiling quarterback hit on Kaepernick. So quarterback hit or pressure? I think it was a quarterback hit, but it might have just been a pressure. Either way, he forced the ball out quickly and mm-hmm. the ball was overthrown. So it was a nice uh it was a nice double there. But Pollard, you know, he didn't have a lot of redeeming qualities in that Super Bowl. And after that they they were done with him. And uh and it's it has tainted the relationship between the Ravens and Pollard. And frankly Pollard has not been quiet about it since. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Vernon Davis definitely ate his lunch in that game. Um, like I, I, after the lights came back on, the Ravens had no answer for for, for Vernon or Crabtree for the most part. Those guys were just bouncing off of tackles left and right, and they, you know, he was trying to deliver those big hits. But you know, those guys are a little built different. You know, Crabtree was always a big body receiver, and Vernon Davis was, you know, he's a top fifteen pick for the he wasn't top fifty pick for no reason. So and that was like peak Vernon Davis too. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I, I, I it, it, it sucks the way his his, his Ravens career is is, is kind of like you know, look back on as, as like negatively, even when he had that little speak with, with, with Lamar on social media, you know, they want to bring up his career stats and career this. I'm like, well, if he actually paid attention to the team back then, he was an integral part of that team for the short stretch that he was there. Yeah, he kind of got phased out, you know, by his style of play and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I, and it's, it, it sucks that he doesn't have the, the same relationship that some of the other guys from the 2012 team have with the team still. Like, like Vondé Leach is always coming back. 
always coming back to for any kind of mm-hmm. like 2012 celebration thing. And I got a chance to meet him in person. And that was that was great while I was in college. But um, you'd like to think that all guys from every Super Bowl team, you know, has a good relationship with the team. It's not necessarily the case. You know, Trent Dilfer, uh, you know, took a while for him to kind of mend his fences with, you know, relationship with the team. And then uh, probably the same. I'm pretty sure Tony Banks doesn't feel too great about, you know, the whole 2000 Ravens thing anyways. I, I'm sorry. Who was the second one you named? I, I didn't. Like, Tony, as Banks. A, as a t- yeah. Tony Banks. Yeah, he probably doesn't feel the greatest. Yeah, about, you know, t- Tony Banks. Banks has sold a Super Bowl ring, and and uh, Trent Dilfer. I saw at an autograph show, and it, it wasn't that long after the game. I think it was before the 2012 game, but they brought back the the Super Bowl 35 winners, and also a lot of the the living members of the 1958 Colts uh, were were at the at the same autograph show, and so it's it kind of a neat thing. But Dilfer, pure class act. He was taking off his Super Bowl ring. He's wearing a Super Bowl ring for one thing, which is a nice thing for photo ops. But then he, but then he was taking it off, and he was letting kids wear it for the photos. You know, they would come yes. up, and I just—that's a class act. And while he had certainly a fair amount of bitterness, and he, and it, it probably took him a little while to get over the fact that the Ravens really didn't want him back, and he thought that you know I can manage this team if I managed it last year, kind of thing. Uh, you know, the Ravens moved on. I think he finally came to understand why they you know felt like they needed to do that and uh uh yeah it's an unfortunate thing and and you know maybe he could have stayed as the backup or whatever but they didn't really want that they wanted two guys a back and cunningham in that in that 2001 season but i've always i've always thought very highly of trent dilfer and and all the stuff recently we've seen on the baltimore bullies and at the at that event in particular complete class act every time i've seen him it's never never been a uh an issue with him you know, acting like uh, uh, like he was bitter about the experience. Yeah, he even admitted like during that during that uh, Baltimore Billy's the uh, Billy's of Baltimore thing that he's like, frankly, I wasn't good. You know, he even said like, yeah. oh, I wasn't good. I was you know wasn't athletic as I wanted to be, and I'd been been you know around the league stuff like that. So that kind of what was the word I'm looking for? That kind of like self actualization, like realizing, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like like knowing you know coming to terms with your own you know like okay, this is what I was. Once upon a time, this is what I am now. This is what I was in that moment for that team. You know, um, I hope, I hope, you know, Bernard eventually comes to that, comes to that realization too. That you know, like, as much as you want to, you know, drag the team for their shortcomings since you left, you know, but um, you know, you get, you still got to be appreciative of the time that you spent there. And you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's and that's what I'd want from Bernard Pollard. I don't, I don't need him to feel like it was fair for the Ravens to dump him or that, you know, his style of play didn't fit. If he didn't think that, well, I mean. That he should probably take a look at the rest of the league and just understand that it, it that it it really wasn't working anymore. But the, all I really want is for him to not lash out on social media at the team. I think that's I, 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 silly. I, I think it's it it really it, it reflects poorly upon him, and I think he's he's uh, you know could could rise above that if he wanted to. And even now, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's really ever too late to kind of. Uh, back off some of the things you said. If, in fact, a simple like 288 character or less apology would get it done, I think, on social media for him. Honestly, Ken, I don't foresee that happening. The whole apology <laughs> now, it, now you so you can apologize in two different ways. You could issue the public apology and people will retweet it or say you're backstepping, or you could just change your tune on the team. You know, you could just change your tune on the team and instead of you know like dragging them to the you know to try to get your name out there and and, and get you know get more appearances on the Colin Cowherd show, or whatever, you know, just be more supportive in, in, of the team. And and that's, that's kind of hard to do in, in, in a day and age where everybody's trying to, you know, promote their, 
brand or, you know, um, promote their podcast or try to appear on more podcasts or, you know, that kind of stuff where contrarian contrarian stuff always gets more clicks, always gets more views, True. right? Yeah. So whenever you whenever you're saying so and so ain't ish or or they, they ain't that, like like this is one of the things like I, I loathe and also kind of admire about Skip Bayless. You know, Skip Bayless is not the most people's most favorite, you know, TV personality right now, but he'll go on on social media and say, hey, I'll tell you why I don't think Patrick Mahomes is 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 this. Before I, so we're tuning now to steep to, uh, to undisputed, so like he knows that even though people are disagree with him, they're going to tune into his show to, to, to call him a hole or to, to say that he's not right or wrong about mm-hmm. this. Either way, all publicity is good is good publicity in today's day and age of social media. So he may not you know outwardly apologize, but I, I he could you know change his tune, especially if the Ravens win a championship in the next year or two. Then he'll have nothing to do but change his tune. He can, as long as they don't win another title, you know, since he's been there, he can still, you know, go prattling on about how, you know, they're not going to be do this until they change this. But, you know, once they, you kind of got to, you know, put put him, put him, put him, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, I don't know, just kind of silence him with your play on the field. Yeah. All right. Outstanding stuff, Josh. Great play to talk about. Great choice. Other folks out there, if you'd like to do this same kind of thing, hit me up with the DM on Twitter. They're always open. Just looking for one play in Ravens history that means something special to you. You heard how Josh explained it. Does a great job. And, uh, you know, we talk a little bit about the history, bounce that back and forth, and uh, and it's uh, done in 15 minutes. We're at that point right now, Josh, so we got to say goodbye here. But thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, Ken. It's always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.